I'm Joe Stracci, and I better start writing this down. Episode 2, The Envelopes My most common dream construct is that I'm being chased. Being chased through houses, schools, terrorist attacks. I always wake up right as the capital T they are about to pounce. I jolt awake in bed, like in a movie, sitting up with a terrible, loud intake of air. My wife will ask if I'm okay. I'll tell her that I was having a horrible dream. Were you being chased again? She'll ask. Yes, I will say. Are you okay? She'll ask. Yes, I will say. When I was a child, I hated waking my father up. No matter how gently I touched his arm or nudged his shoulder, he'd wake from sleep as if I'd screamed help, help, help into his ear. He would sit up and with a gasp, frantically ask, what, what, what is it, what is it, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong. Back then, in a windowless soundproof house, you could have mapped the seasons against what my father wore to work. Short-sleeved white dress shirts in the summer, long-sleeved white dress shirts in the spring and fall, both styles with the same stitched logo over the breast pocket, three letters, a popular parking garage company in Manhattan, In the fall, he wore a corporately branded v-neck pullover sweater over the dress shirt. In the winter, long johns and boots and thick socks. Back then, I always knew when the holiday season was approaching, because the envelopes would start. In one of my short stories, or maybe one of my novels, I don't remember which, I wrote something along the lines of, The poor worship God. The middle class worships a million dollars. That sentiment grew directly out of my experience with the envelopes, nights before dinner, when my mother and me and my father, and maybe my brother, but more on that in a moment, presided over the opening of the envelopes with a religious fervor. As an adult now, with a child and an extended family to buy Christmas presents for, I realize how important that tax-free cash must have been, even the checks that they eventually had to pay taxes on. But I still can't help but feel, as I recall the joy over realizing the amount of each tip, like something poisonous slowly leached out from the ceremony and infected us all. Recently, my brother found a leather jacket in the closet of our mother's house. He wore it while visiting, And as soon as I saw it, I knew whose jacket it was. My brother, who must have been present for at least some interactions with the envelopes before my father left, appears in none of my recollections of the ceremony, even though all of the recollections take place at the dining room table in the apartment we moved into because my mother was pregnant with him. My brother said, yeah, I found this leather jacket in the closet. I don't know whose it is, but... And before he could finish, I said, Daddy's, Daddy's, Daddy's. 
His reaction was such that I don't think he believed me at first. I'm a known practical joker. Or maybe he didn't want to believe me. He went outside to walk the dog. Later during his visit, we were driving to the supermarket, just me and him. He said, hey, you were right, it was his. I found this in the pocket, and he pulled out two pay stubs, the same three-letter company name on them that had been emblazoned on his dress shirts and sweaters years before. I often remember who it was that was chasing me in my dreams when I wake up. But who is it really? The obvious life filters of my subconscious usually color the dreams. Parenthood, change, my career. I have no trouble admitting that I'm where I am because, for the most part, I had good parents. Parents who indulged my hobbies and interests. I was never told no when I asked for a book in Walden Books during mall trips or from the spinning rack in the drugstore. I received acoustic guitars, electric guitars, electric basses, hockey equipment from the ages of 8 through 18. My parents sacrificed, and as I begin to sacrifice for my child, I understand more and more what was done for me. But what I also know is that my wife dreads waking me up at night, or in the morning if she has to leave early for work. And she dreads waking me up because no matter how gently she touches my arm or nudges my shoulder, I wake from sleep as if she just screamed help, help into my ear. She dreads waking me up because I sit up with a gasp and frantically ask, what, what, what is it, what is it, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong. And I know where that comes from. And I know that, still stuck at the dining room table opening up envelopes, I pendulum manically back and forth every time I have to make a big purchase, a process my wife has learned to navigate like a mariner being tossed across swelling seas. My fear of fleeting finances is a storm that can strike without warning. And I know that there are leather jackets still hanging in closets with pay stubs in the pockets that tell the tale of a time and place that I've moved beyond but haven't left behind. I will try and be different. The next time I jolt awake in bed, like in a movie, and sit up with a terrible loud intake of air, and my wife asks me, Were you being chased again? I will say, no. Because maybe it's all about the point of view. Maybe the capital T they will never stop chasing me. Maybe, eventually, I'll just have to stop running away. about I Better Start Writing This Down, visit ibetterstart.net. If you want to support the show, pledge a dollar or two at patreon.com forward slash ibetterstart. And thanks so much to my Patreon patrons, a group that includes my mom, my in-laws, my brother, and one of my brother's oldest friends. How great of a group is that? Those are the folks that you want to have your back. I Better Start Writing This Down is sponsored by Audible.com. If you go to audibletrial.com forward slash I Better Start, you can get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial 
and help to support the show all at the same time. How great is that? Audible has over 150,000 titles to choose from. One particular title I think IBSWTD listeners would enjoy is White Noise by Don DeLillo. DeLillo is one of my Mount Rushmore authors, and White Noise is one of my favorites. To download White Noise for free, go to audibletrial.com forward slash I better start. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash I better start to help support the show and in return receive a free audiobook and a free 30-day trial. Of course, there's two new mementos for this month's episode. If you forgot, I've got an Amazon Associates account set up for the show. It works like this. I link to something on Amazon with a special URL. You click it if you're interested in purchasing the item. After you buy it, I get a small cut of the sale. It's that simple. Each month, I link to a couple of items that somehow relate to the episode. I call them the mementos. Memento number one for this month is The Dreamer's Dictionary by Stern Robinson and Tom Corbett. Memento number two is The House with a Clock in Its Walls by John Bellers. John Bellers was the author of my childhood. His books are a perfect mix of mystery, suspense, nerdy children, and arcane history. So pick up one of my favorites, or learn how to interpret your dreams, and help support I Better Start Writing This Down at the same time. Remember, the memento URLs will be on ibetterstart.net, as well as in this episode's show notes your podcast app supports that feature. I Better Start Writing This Down has a robust social media presence. Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, Facebook, we're everywhere. All you need to remember, our username everywhere, I Better Start. That's it. Hopefully, I'll see you there. All right, say bye-bye. You can't wave though, you gotta say bye-bye. Bye.